0: Yo yo yo, thought warriors. What is up? Higher learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel Lynn Lindsay Van. What's up? By the time this podcast comes out, your book will be out too. How do you feel? I remember this twenty-four hours before, so I'm curious to you. How does it? How how do you feel knowing that? This is it. It's about uh, to be out there. There's no turning back now.
0: I feel good. I like it. I also feel like Fat Crazy Entire Tales from the Traces of Transformation is available now. We're doing a live signing at seven Eastern tomorrow. LiveSigning.com. dot com. You guys got to come in. Live signing tomorrow. Fat Crazy Entire Tales of the Tales of Transformation. Um, I feel exhausted. I am doing so much of this on my own i'm booking my own shows i'm i'm uh well not on my own ooh that was bad to say kalika abrams is is helping me we got a mom and pop situation going on over here <laughs>
1: um
0: so uh it's it's i am ready to do it i'm ready to i'm i'm in new york going to be this week doing the breakfast club
1: you're in new um, york now
0: uh no! I'm gonna be going oh. to the yeah. Well, now by the time you know.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So uh, doing the Breakfast Club, sway in the morning, couple of other things. So I'm, I'm out there promoting it. May 24th, Jimmy Kimmel Live. I'll be on promoting Fat Crazy and Tired. Dead from the Grindies of Transylvania, is my book. Woo! I'm so jammed up. I can't. Look, Rachel. It's been a long time coming. I would like to thank Krishan Trotman over at Legacy Lit. I'd like to thank the people at Hachette, <laughs> Hachette, Hachette uh publishing. I would like to thank uh uh Kathy Gordon. I'd thank uh uh, uh Karen Kenny, Ronda Garrett and everybody that's helped out, but it's been a it's been a long time. Writing the book was very hard. So uh did you find it to be hard when you wrote the book?
1: Oh, absolutely. And then doing the audio. You did audio, right? You voiced yeah, it, audio. yeah. Even harder, um, really. To read, I, to read what I wrote out loud, I think was an, it was an emotional journey that I wasn't was. necessarily expecting. Um, it's one thing to write it, and then you, are It's just, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a whole different thing. But I was very, I did not sleep the night before the book came out. But once that day happened, it was like a release. So that's why I was curious to how you feel. Like you did it. It happened. It's such a huge accomplishment to write a book. Congratulations to you, especially when it's personal and it's about you. Um, So yeah, it's an exciting time. It
0: is exciting. Oh, anyway, too bad. Um, I don't have a
1: book to promote on my social Donnie Trudy. Aren't y'all tired of asking for a book?
0: Um, the books are or on the way. Book. <laughs> the books the 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 books are on the way. Uh um they're all coming out there. This has been something that's been going on. Rachel, I might stop by your house and drop you a book off when I when I have to go to the grove. Don't be doing a papa. up be I No, might I don't be... live
1: over there anymore.
0: Oh, where you live now? Oh that's my excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, we're on the y'all, podcast. Y'all, we can't come talk on about now. it. <laughs> That'd be so funny if people knew where you live. What kind of people do you feel like will come to your door to harass you?
1: I don't know. I don't want to think about that. That's a thought I don't need going through my mind. Um,
0: wait, are drunk? you going to the what's Grove? Dr- wait,
1: you're going to the Grove for sign for a signing or no? I'm what, going what to the talking? Grove to
0: to get Fat Man clothes. I got to make sure that I go to the Grove and get Nike warm up gear. Everybody, every guy knows that when you're you're not feeling your best, you get some good Nike tech jumpers. And they make you feel like you're still in shape. Also, though, it's not just about that. It's about actively black apparel that I'll be wearing. I just right. got so many pairs of sweatpants now because of my waist. I'm getting. I'm doing good though. Yesterday, okay. yesterday, uh, Khalik and I went to um, Universal Studios, and we got the VIP treatment there at the Universal Studios. We got the VIP passes. You ever done that before?
1: I haven't. I haven't.
0: I got one thing to say to the people. They should have never gave you niggas money, is how they was looking at us. <laughs> we rode all the rides. We rode Good, the movie Returns. We rode Jurassic Park. We rode Transformers. We went on a studio tour, and I saw something at Universal Studios yesterday that changed my life.
1: What was that?
0: The Water World Stunt Spectacular. Oh my God. Rachel, have you ever seen the Waterworld stunt spectacular at Universal Studios?
1: No, I don't think I've ever really been to Universal Studios. I went. That's a surprise. I went to. They have a Harry Potter world, right? They do. I went to do an interview. And then I was on a different set. Some. Was there a Tom Cruise movie that there's a set for that I was.
0: Not that I'm aware of. So these are the worlds that they have. Like
1: end of the world. Oh wow! No, no,
0: end of the world. (laughs) You're so you're (laughs) just so nuts. No, they have the plane (laughs) from (laughs) so yes. They have the plane from War of the Worlds. Yes, which is the Tom Cruise. I knew there was a world
1: in it. Thank you. I went to that set.
0: Yeah, so that's very impressive. It's a real 737 plane that they have there. Now we did that as part of the tour, but because we were on the VIP tour.
1: How many got, times is he going to say it, you We got to walk around. Digger.
0: You know what <laughs> I mean? We got to walk around. But I'll tell you one thing right now. Water World stunt spectacular. Trudy, Donnie, have you guys ever done it at Universal Studios?
2: I went and the line was too long, so I just didn't have the capacity to wait.
0: Donnie, what about you?
3: No, I didn't know that was still a thing. That's was uh, that been around for a long time.
0: Every, all of, th- All of you, all three of you, one two three get your head out of your asses and get you over just there went. I don't care I, I still beat <laughs> you guys get over there to Universal Studios and watch the water when I tell you this was exhilarating Rachel this was exhilarating okay I tell. there's a plane they land a plane in the thing in the water they land a plane a plane gets shot out of the water and lands in the thing they got uh, uh, jet skis they got people falling like 40 feet it's dangerous you know what i mean they got uh fire the water world stunt spectacular see live sea war was one of the most amazing things i've ever seen i can't believe it i'm so I can't glad believe you enjoyed
1: it. yourself whose birthday was it it's
0: Kalika's birthday <laughs>
1: i can't tell did Kalika enjoy herself as much as you did?
0: Uh yeah, she did. We, <laughs> she saw the Waterworld thing, and she, if she was, you know, she's uh, taking a load off right now. But if she was here right now, she'd tell you about how amazing the Waterworld stunt spectacular was. It was like an amazing time. You know what? Have you guys ever feel like, ever felt like the three of you, Trudy, Donnie, and um, and Rachel, the new music group called the Wet Blankets. Have you got? You guys ever feel like you've lost your whimsical? You ever feel like that? Uh, yeah. You lost. You feel like you lost your whimsical, Rachel. Like you... I
1: have felt like that at times. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you don't ever feel the whimsy anymore. You don't ever feel the. the I didn't never... say.
1: I said I have felt like that at times. I don't say that's how I'm feeling right now.
0: Okay, tell me about. Tell me about how you felt. Cause I'm not gonna lie, Rachel. We don't get a lot of whimsicalness from you. You don't. You don't get you, the whimsy. Doesn't happen sometimes with you. You know.
1: Well, the whim, I'm sorry. You when you talk when you're talking about something that I haven't done before. You're absolutely right. You're not going to get whimsical behavior from me. I'm, I apologize. I Apologize, but I think the thought warriors have been on this journey with me in 2022, where I've been like, y'all, I'm stressed out, I'm tired. Did I cry one day? I was like, you I'm did. just tired, you guys. <laughs> you I'm did. just it's been it's been a lot, but you know what? Things are slowing down a bit, and I feel like I am coming to, and um, you know, thought warriors, do you feel like I'm? So, a little bit of a wet blanket. So this is
0: the whimsy, the the you know the wonderment. Rachel, when was the last time you felt wonderment? Ooh, wonderment. When was the last time you felt wonderment? I feel wonderment five times a day. When was the last time you felt wonderment? Do
1: you feel it five times a day? It's beautiful, get, Van. I get
0: so wonderific about shit. You know
1: what? To be honest, this weekend. Tell me, I had a really good weekend. Well, one, I went to a birthday dinner. I friend in town. Went to a birthday dinner. I didn't know it was a birthday dinner. I thought I was going to a dinner and it was actually beautiful. He was like, oh, I looked at the menu at the person's house and it said, happy birthday, Rachel. And it wasn't even my birthday, but they had the date of my birthday on it. Then the dinner turned into a party and they had lights and there was a saxophone player. And it was like this whole thing. And it made me, I felt like a kid. It was a birthday party for me. and I had no idea that that's what they were doing. Then I feel whimsical when I'm around children. So I love to be around kids because there's this innocence that you just don't feel in everyday life. So I felt like that around the holidays when I was with my nephews. I felt like that this weekend at the L.A. Festival of Books. It was a really cool experience. I had a great time talking about my book and doing an interview, but looking around and seeing the families and the kids and all the, the different setups that they had. And it was just a beautiful day. And I was just sitting there. and I was like, this is so nice. So then... Contrary to popular belief, I had a whimsical weekend.
0: So here's the thing: I'm glad you did. Thanks. I'm not so sure if that stuff is really that whimsical or wonderful. I'm gonna be honest. No, no, with no, no.
1: You, you can't, jump it what's, it, with, you can't it, judge. It, 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 what's, it doesn't. You can't judge what it does. Because that's how I felt. I'm gonna I be honest with whimsical. you. Whimsical.
0: If you're comparing the L.A. books tour. What is it called? Shout out to the Book Fest. I'm, pr- I'm happy that the you guys Festival
1: are here. of Books. Festival of Books. It's what I books. saw. It's what I felt when I was there. You can't do this. You can't take if my If You're joy, going you can't to compare
0: take- that to the Water World stunt. <laughs> spectacular. Yo, a it's nigga. It's subjective. No doubt It's it, subjective. Awesome, all, all, all real shit. No bullshit. Literally, they flew a plane into the water and the plane stopped I'm in sure the water it was and the water got everywhere. Like, this nigga was on this jet ski range. He goes under the water in the jet ski, hits a ramp, comes out that bitch. You know what? Stop spoiling
1: it for me. Because if I do decide, guess what? I want the VIP tour. Yeah. You're telling me everything that's happening.
0: I don't know what to tell you. I, I got to be honest and with then you.
1: I won't, and then I won't feel whimsical because I'd be like, I already heard about this.
0: Okay, quick vote. Donnie Trudy. What's more whimsical and wonderful? A festival yeah, I, of I, books or the Water World stunt spectacular? Be honest.
3: It's all about perspective. Fuck you, I Donnie. I knew that you were going
0: to that. like, like, I knew, I knew say that. I knew that you were going to say that. I knew that you were going to say that because you're absolutely He's right. He's right. Actually, in many ways, <laughs> a festival a festival of books, is in many ways, is more wonderment.
1: Because think about all those stories.
0: Think about all of a festival of books. A book festival. Think about all of those stories. It was in there. a
1: really cool experience. So what
0: happened? What went on there? Tell me about it.
1: I mean, from what I saw, like I didn't have one. It was hot. But, two, but two, Rachel, I you're already there. shitting
0: on the Wonder Man. Of like,
1: what's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. But can I say? No, this yeah. is this is this is actually really important. I met so many thought warriors. Oh wow! I was there to talk about my book, which obviously is about my life, and then touches on Bachelor and a lot of the questions in the interview about Bachelor. But Thought Warriors, shout out to the Thought Warriors I met. Shout out to Megan, who was really into us talking about animal games. Ooh. Okay, really? The animal games thing is very popular. Several people were in my DMs about that as well. No, but it was really cool. You know, like, what we do here, we don't even get to do this in person. We don't get to see you guys. We don't necessarily get to hear from you. So it was really nice to connect. And several Thought Warriors were like, when is the live show? When are y'all doing a live show? So that was really cool. I felt a little whimsical with that. There you go. Meeting Thought Warriors in the wild wild. was a whimsical experience.
0: So we're very excited about Animal Games. Did you speak for me? When I say we're, I mean,
1: (laughs) I've talked to Trudy (laughs) Adani
0: about it. Like, like, I'm not sure about you. Rachel, I don't know (laughs) if you want to do Animal Games. Do you want to do Animal Games?
1: Depends where we go. What like
0: do you it? mean? Tell, we, look, animal, games, <laughs> animal games is so important. What, what do you mean? It depends on where we go with animal games. Talk what is me, it? Rich.
1: What are we going to do with this? What does animal games look like?
0: So this is the format of animal games. Donnie is the host of animal games. Every, every okay, week, they'll love that. Donnie, Donnie Beecham Jr., which is a great game show named host. Animal games with <laughs> yes. Donnie Beecham Jr. <laughs> Donnie Beecham um, is a host of animal games. Three contestants minimum of Animal Games, me, you, and Trudy. We play okay. Animal Games. If we have a guest on the podcast, we ask them if they want to play Animal Games with us. And then in that okay, case, Okay, I actually Trudy's really out. love this. Yeah. I really then, love this. Then we can compete and see who knows the most. Animal Games is a basic game show where is going to be asking questions about animals. I want the Thought Warriors to curate the game show. I want you guys to pick like, what questions you want to ask? And we have to have a category every week. So let's say one week we'll have, like, jungle cats. You know what I mean? Ooh. One, the next week we'll do, like, whales. You know what I mean? And then the next week we'll do, I don't know, like, woodland creatures. And my good, my job is to, because I saw this post, okay? And this is a true post from Shaka Bars, <laughs> who, you know, it's my man, Shaka Bars on Instagram. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Shaka, this is after... We are talking about animal games, Rachel. Shaka Bar okay. said that most human beings can name up to a 100 different corporate logos, but can't tell you anything about the animals, can't name the animals, or tell you anything about the characteristics of the animals that live in their natural world. They don't recognize trees. They don't recognize uh, squirrels and rabbits and different types of deers. Wait, like- and, they as, don't, and, as, and as, and they ended, but they recognized everything about the corporate world, but nothing about the natural world. Animal games.
1: Animals. Do you think it's because we have to interact with the corporate world with these things? We consume these things, but we're not necessarily consuming a tree or a well, squirrel. Well,
0: here's the deal. We are consuming the tree.
1: I but, don't go uh, there. I get that part. But we you know are saying what I'm saying, you but what know I'm, what saying, I'm saying the type of tree to be consuming what necessarily a tree is giving me.
0: Well, if you knew the type of tree and you knew the type of animal and you knew what the animal needed, wouldn't it be a little bit easier for maybe you to have some respect or some reverence? Not if it's
1: a bird for- name, name three <laughs> trees, name three types of trees. A pine Five. tree, Five. an Five. oak
0: tree, a redwood tree, a bamboo tree, and a uh, magnolia da, 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 tree. Time, Boom. Time's up. Magnolia tree. <laughs> I
1: can't believe you animal start started Magnolia.
0: Yet. Huh? Tree games. We could have nature games. So we, we Rachel, I <laughs> want to care We're about here. the world. I want to have I animal games. Then I want to have nature games. Then I want to have race games
1: and this <laughs> yeah. is where we
0: get random whites and asked in black history facts
1: i was well that's actually a thing that's like a thing that's going viral on social media but we should do that with our thought warriors we should bring like a, a viewer's voice and have them come on and uh do that play play that game by the way because
0: y'all because cause y'all be on us about everything uh white thought warriors y'all get on us about different stuff Y'all don't know who the fuck Marcus Garvey is, and I know y'all don't know. And I'm going to throw it in your fucking face. <laughs> Clarence13X, I'm going to ask you all kinds of questions about- Who's
1: Clarence13X? Uh, aha! Aha!
0: Aha!
4: We'll be back. Big deal <laughs> of the day. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: All right, uh, security footage in the 2018 fatal Walmart shooting uh, of the babies has been released. Have you seen this video, Rachel? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so just in case you guys didn't know, in 2018, the baby was on his come up. He was making his way to being one of the biggest rap stars of his generation and one of the biggest rap stars uh, right now. And there was an altercation that took place at a North Carolina Walmart, November 5th, 2018. Um, in this altercation, the baby killed a man. And for the longest time, it has been, well, not for the longest time, but still, what happened. It was ruled self-defense. The baby said that he was protecting himself and his family
1: it wasn't ruled self-defense that's what he claimed
0: he claimed self-defense well what was it ruled help me out there what was
1: what happened the case was dismissed the case was dismissed there was no there was no no one found in his in his favor that it was actually self-defense no jury no judge it didn't even get to that point because a key witness at walmart didn't show up to testify there was no case and the district attorney refused to file any charges Um, any other charges, they dismissed the case and that was it. But the baby himself said it was self-defense. That's what he was going into. Let's
0: stay there right now. Let's stay there for a second. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't ruled self-defense. The baby says it was self-defense. The DA chose not to pursue the case. If we are talking about a legit capital murder trial um, to where the district attorney thinks that they have a murderer and they're not confident. I'm asking this illegal eagle question. Oh, oh. Uh, Eagle, which is an animal, by the way, which we should know more about. Um, If the D.A. doesn't think that it's self-defense, would the D.A. be down to dismiss a case without having uh, what they think is the answer to to the person's loss of life in front of their face? Like, how could that work? Tell me how that would work.
1: Well, I don't think I, I don't know the particulars in in this case, but self-defense is a, an affirmative defense. So that's what the baby was claiming as to why it's not saying he didn't do it. He's saying he had to defend himself. The state has to have obviously prove it beyond reasonable doubt. So if they don't feel like they have enough evidence, then they're not going to go forward with it. And it turns out, I guess they needed this Walmart employee as a key witness to be able to prove their case. And without his testimony, they couldn't do it. So they dismissed it is what is my understanding of it.
0: Okay. So the victim in this case was Jalen Craig. All right. Uh, and there's now been, or there has always been, and this is something we haven't really discussed, um, some contention from Jalen Craig's family about what went down that day. Jalen Craig's family, including Mm -hmm. his mother, Lawanda Horsley, have long taken issue with both the handling of the investigation and the self-defense claims from the baby. Uh, Police, for example, are alleged to have not interviewed multiple people at the Walmart who are said to be have been acquaintances of the baby. So the family believes that police did not interview people because they were friends of the baby. Um, Henry Douglas, who was Craig's friend, Jalen Craig's friend, has said that the incident began when the baby was annoyed by being recognized. We know this. We know that the baby does not really like to take pictures with fans or, like, interact with fans. I mean, i say it like that. There have been... Issues on record before of the baby not get uh, the baby not getting along with people when they come up to ask for pictures or to come up to do something. He doesn't really dig on that. We've seen that before, uh, and this particular situation looks like from 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 uh, Henry Douglas's perspective that the baby was getting annoyed, initiated a fight. Jalen Craig ends up dead, but the baby claims self defense. You watch the video, Rachel. What do you think? By the way, Rolling Stone has done some investigative reporting and released a video that shows this interaction from what they claim from not what they claim from what people claim is a different account of what it was the baby said happened
1: yeah I mean the baby is the baby said if I'm if I'm getting this correctly the baby said that he was well self defense he was defending himself he said that he was attacked first that's not what this video shows this video shows at least from where this starts, it shows DeBaby attacking um, not even Craig, his friend. And forgive me, I cannot remember his name. It shows him going after his friend. It shows them in a scuffle. It shows Craig trying to stop it. And then you don't see the rest of the, you don't see a part of it. And then you get a different angle and you can see the ba- uh, baby shoot. And that shot hit Craig and then he he lost his life. I got to be honest with you you watch this video and from the three angles that you're watching it it coincides coincides with what the family was saying the family said they see they saw the video before the family complained that i think you stated this that not, not enough people were interviewed apparently this video wasn't shown to the point of the trial that they got to so i'm not understanding how the da had this video and still declined to press charges now Maybe they didn't feel like they had a rock solid case. They obviously needed someone to speak to the video that was there. And they did seem that they, it seemed like they didn't have that, but this obviously contradicts the the baby's version. And from what I'm watching in this video, I'm trying to figure out where was the self-defense because this video shows the baby instigating the altercation. And then it shows the baby pulling the trigger and killing the person who wasn't even initially involved in it. The person who was trying to, it looked like separate the fight huh now uh, okay oh, go go,
0: no no go ahead rachel i'm sorry
1: no i was just gonna say now there is an allegation that uh craig who lost his life did have a gun as well but it's unknown if it was pulled out the video doesn't show that it's unknown if you know the baby even was aware of that that's okay. just his story well
0: if the if the if he has a gun and if he has a gun on him then the story obviously changes because if the baby saw the gun, felt the gun in any way, he might have thought, okay, they're about to pull out. Let me ask you a question. From a legal standpoint, does a self-defense, uh, does a self-defense, what do you, would you call this? A plea or an explanation or a self-defense? What would you call it? Legally, what would you call this? Does a self-defense excuse, does a self-defense, what do you call it? What would what I say? How do I say this? What do I say? self-defense well there's a claim of self-defense i'll put it this way yeah. i would
1: call it as an aff- an affirmative defense right because okay. it's something that if proven true by the defendant defeats one of the elements in the um prosecution's case
0: oh wow the eagle is flying right now i can't believe it all right I, <laughs> the
1: eagle i is mean flying. criminal law i'm just gonna say it's not my specialty but i'm just saying like that is something you assert that dispels what it is that they're trying to prove well okay. this happened because i did this as the defendant
0: Okay. So So it's
1: still a not guilty plea.
0: So the the does a self-defense claim, the claim of self-defense go out of the window if you are the person that attacked somebody. How example, can I attack you? The fight gets crazy, then can there be a lawful reason why I still produce a weapon and kill you and claim self-defense?
1: I think there could, I mean there are parts of the video we do not see. Because when you see the baby in this video from an angle pull, there's nobody even up on him. You just see him pull the trigger. So you, you can't see Craig. You can't see his friend. So you don't know if they pulled out a gun as well. And so he was defending it. I have no idea. But so, yes, you could still I think you could still claim self-defense because you might have instigated it. But then what level did it progress to? Right. did it progress to a level of okay you instigated it now this person pulls out a gun and you feel like you need to defend yourself i think there could be an argument that there was self defense we don't see the whole fight in its entirety
0: right and you know it that was to be honest with you the Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman situation that happened uh we know that jo- George Zimmerman provoked Trayvon Martin but the way the stand your ground law worked is I, I guess at one point whatever point George Zimmerman thought that his life was in danger he was in his lawful right, according to whatever twisted interpretation they have down there to pull out his gun and to kill someone who he provoked into an altercation. And in this situation, I have to be honest, just to be real with you, as I run this video back and forth, as I watch it, to me, from what I see, uh, Henry Douglas and Jalen Craig look to be walking away from the baby when the baby attacks them. When 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 like he says, but it th-
1: switches angles.
0: Okay, what? Okay, tell me what you mean.
1: So one, I have to note that when the video starts, you do see the baby run up on. Is it Thomas?
0: That's that's Henry Douglas, who's in the who's Henry, Henry Douglas, Henry Douglas, who's him. in a blue hoodie. You guys try to watch the video with Henry Douglas is in a blue hoodie, uh, and he seems to have said something and then walked away and he gets about i'm looking at it right now he gets one two three four steps because he's in slides four steps before the baby seems to 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 attack right there to um, and that to run yeah. up on him well no he doesn't run up on him he, he no he runs up on him and grabs him like that uh, and grabs whatever him yeah yeah, yeah 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 so at that but point what it i seems will say if, is yeah.
1: that's where the video starts what you don't know is if There was at any point that Henry Douglas might have put his hands and done something. Because all you can see is Douglas standing his back. You can't see the baby at that point. And then you just see the baby charge him and grab him. So who's to say what happened prior to that? But if we're just going on the video, yes. And I'm in no way defending him. Well,
0: I'm not defending him or condemning him at all. I'm just talking about the Mm -hmm. video here. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, the law said that the baby was free and clear of this and it's good enough to me but the video raises some questions you know what I mean so while I'm I'm looking at this and what I'm looking at is it's unlikely to me that there was any sort of physical altercation before this because if there was a physical altercation before this Rachel they would still be getting busy like if 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 he had put his hands on the baby before this, like why would the baby wait till he was walking away to set it off? It looks like to what me. What if they
1: broke him up? What if what if they were fighting before and they stopped them huh. and he started walking away and he was like, nah, you know, like and went after and broke free and got after again. I don't. You just don't know. But go ahead. Let's talk. Okay. So let's this talk is what, about what Henry Douglas.
0: This is what Henry Douglas says. Craig's friend, who's Henry Douglas, said that the incident began. With uh, the baby being annoyed by being recognized from there, the baby is alleged to have told Craig, alleged, 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 alleged to have told Craig and Douglas they should go outside and fight, despite his own comments to the police, alleging that instead one of the two friends had been the first to make such a remark. Security footage for the report sees the baby punching a blindsided Douglas eh, and later pulling out a Glock. Um, and shooting Craig well Craig is also said to have had a gun on him at the time it's said to be inconclusive in terms of whether or not he was brandishing it to me that's the most important thing a fight could jump off and a fight could jump off if a fight jumps off a fight jumps off if you're fighting with someone and one of his homies has a gun and then you have a gun the question is uh, if you see that gun and you're in that situation are you within your rights to, to pull out the gun and and kill and i guess that's my question everybody would look at the video and go okay so the baby is the aggressor in this situation and you can never claim self defense if you are the aggressor and my question is is that legally true is that uh, can you still be the the aggressor and then claim self defense because if you can then i actually feel like some of this is actually being done in bad faith if you can still be the aggressor and claim self defense the video does actually shed more light on How this altercation started, which might not align with what the baby said, but it still doesn't really shed any light on why anybody was shot. If somebody else had a gun, no, it doesn't. Yeah, so that I guess that's my question for watching the video.
1: Yeah, but like, there's to me the DA dropped this case because at the end of the day, somebody lost their life, and the fact that because, as far as I'm reading, with all the information that we have so far, it seems like they didn't have a key witness, and so they just dropped it. Okay. Somebody lost their life here. Yeah. Let that have been somebody else. And I guarantee you, you would have pursued this case with a whole lot more oomph than you did with this. There, that video has somebody, a woman's name listed. That video shows other people around. How are we not getting testimony from these people? Those people were right there. Somebody should have been able to say whether or not Craig had a gun and he was showing it off, whether or not he pulled it out, whether or not he didn't. There has to be some other people that they could have spoken with. So one person, key witness, wasn't there. So you just dropped the whole case. And why wouldn't this key witness testify? Why are we not subpoenaing him? Why are we not holding him in contempt for not, you know what I mean? Like why? where is the passion to want to find justice for this man who lost his life? That's the problem with me. And if I'm his parents, I'm devastated by the fact, because it does seem like there is some preferential treatment that is being given to the baby because he is a superstar in his hometown specifically. And for, the, for their son, there doesn't seem to be anybody who cares to want to find out what happened to him or to but have he some, wasn't a so superstar
0: some, then is my only question I think he,
1: I would say he was locally
0: Oh locally this okay. was
1: I would say he absolutely was right. because this they just they declined to press charges in March 2019. I knew who the baby was mm. by then.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's very very true.
1: Um uh,
0: question As the eagle continues to fly high over the
1: industries <laughs> Please stop don't compare me to a bird.
0: Um is this video grounds enough to have this case reopened? If they you could, They if could and they should. You think they could and they should is what you're saying.
1: For that, for his family, for Craig's family, they absolutely should. Huh. But the question then becomes, will there be enough outrage for them to actually do it? Will the community say, I'm not okay with what I saw. They need to reopen this case. I don't know if they'll do that. I don't know. I think people will excuse when it comes to superstars in our community. We constantly make excuses for this for or accept this behavior or certain, not this particular behavior, but problematic behavior. I don't know if there will be enough outrage for people to say we need to reopen this case. I just don't. And I think that's a problem.
0: Huh. Um, So coincidentally the baby was involved in a brawl not brawl a fight uh where he he allegedly swung on his own artist during a backstage concert there's a clip of the baby walking past a guy artist named wisdom this is a guy and he swings on him and there's a fight they actually get a chance to uh square up a little bit this happened in uh, at the colonial life arena in Columbia, South Carolina, where the baby and other artists were scheduled to perform for Spring Summer Jam 2022, this is of course after the baby was involved in a situation where intruders came into his home and he shot an intruder. Which, you know, if you break into somebody's house, whatever happens before then is pretty much fair game. Um, oh, after then should I say it's pretty much fair game? Um, I have a theory and a thought about the baby, and it's not okay. just about the baby; it's about uh. Sometimes how black fellers think of themselves.
1: Okay, Listen.
0: so I, I like I, uh, I, I think that there's a certain energy that the baby gives off that it's difficult for him to turn off because of the circumstances by which he was raised and reared. This is not an excuse. This is something that that's deeply meaningful to me. Um, I want to see what you think about this, Rachel. Um, so I was in Chicago. I was talking to this great guy named Chicago King Dave, right? And I'm leaving. Uh, the Chicago culture was a shop on Chicago South Side, and I say to Dave, "I was like Hey right, man, stay safe.'" And what do you, what do you think he said to me after after I said that to him?
1: You too.
0: Nah, <laughs> Donnie. What do you think he said? I told him stay safe. What do you think he said? I really don't know Trudy
3: I don't know
0: okay you know what he said he said I'm gonna stay dangerous mm. okay I'm gonna stay dangerous that's what he said uh, and I left there then I came back and did the podcast no Cap podcast y'all check it out no cat podcast good podcast and I told him, I told him about how that makes how that makes me feel uh, stay dangerous right There are some out there that feel like there's an element of danger that you have to carry around with you as a black man in order to be safe. Like the baby never wants. I don't think the baby is comfortable with safety. I don't think he's comfortable with there not being uh, a level of heightened danger around him. I don't think he's comfortable with people thinking that they're comfortable around him. Uh, I think, to be honest with you, that someone that finds themselves in this many different things is having a problem chilling is having a problem Clearly. just is, is like is having a problem just chilling out. And I think about uh like you know rap music that I would listen to in the past, right? I think about uh the, the, the 50 Cent song What Up Gangster." think about that song though. That song comes in you in there, bo, we in here, bo, we can catch the drama popping, we don't care. Bo bo bo. And I think about like what those lyrics really mean and what they're really talking about. Um and like the they're talking about trying to stay safe. That's what all of this music and all of this energy is about. Like 50 says, they say I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Now that's a semi-auto and a vest on my chest. And what does that mean? I walk around like I'm Superman. Superman is the safest guy in the universe. Nothing can hurt him. No bullets, no disease. He can't drown. Nothing can hurt him, right? So he's the most. He's the safest guy in the universe. Um, But 50 saying that's not what makes me safe. I walk around like I got a vest on my chest, like 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 I got an S on my chest. I walk around like I'm Superman. That's not what makes me safe. What makes me safe is the fact that I got a fully auto and a vest on my chest. That's what makes me untouchable. That will that that that's what makes me like the the highest tier apex predator. Is I got these things mm-hmm. with me, this gun and this vest that keeps me safe. What the baby doesn't understand because like this is not just shit that has happened when he was coming up. He finds himself in these kinds of situations all the time because sure. he only feels safe when he's dangerous and to mm-hmm. me when i'm looking at this video uh that right there that feeling of danger being your refuge and the the fact that you have to be dangerous being your refuge to me sometimes that that has you in situations that you wouldn't of the world otherwise be in that has you in situations that you wouldn't otherwise see see yourself in right Cause like mm-hmm. when, when, uh, what's her name's brother, excuse me, I forgot her name. I forgot everything she's ever done. Well, what's her name's brother walks up to him. All the baby remembers is that he said he was on site. He could have talked to that man. So boom, smash him out, smash him out to let people know that if you say it's on site, then I'm gonna come clean you up. And so I've been thinking about this guy, I've been thinking about the fact that All of this danger that we surround ourselves in and this cloak of danger that we put over ourselves to be safe, it ends up with us just hurting each other to prove it kills us hurting each other, killing each other um, for us to feel or us to give off this aura of that's the wrong person to fuck with. And Uh. there's just no reason that he should have been been involved in this situation. I don't know what is going to end up legally. But when I look at this video, there was no reason for this to have popped off the way that it did, especially not when he all. had so much of a career to be thinking about, could have let this man walk away. But then what does that mean? If you could talk shit to the baby and not do that, does that mean that he's a punk? Does that mean that he's a hoe? Does that mean that he's a bitch? Does that mean, is this guy going to go on Instagram and be like, yo, we did, we said this to the baby and the baby wasn't about that. And does that mean that somebody else is going to test him, Right. So, you know, if intruder comes into your crib, you don't just have to. You don't call the police, right? You got to shoot them. Like, you got to slap people. You got to do all of this stuff. Like, how much, how dangerous do we have to be to feel safe? And I was really thinking Mm -hmm. about that when I'm thinking about him because he can't stay out of these situations where people are getting hurt. And it's just, you can say whatever you want to say. You can say that it's all people from the outside that are attacking the baby. Let's say that that was the case. Even if that was the case, at some point, you have to make different decisions when you have different things at stake, and he's not making those decisions, and that's just the way that it goes.
2: Correct,
1: and maybe, and maybe because he continues to get away with it, I think that's a really interesting perspective that you had. I just think the da- baby has anger issues in a Napoleon complex.
0: Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Talk about the ice cream where it's got all three flavors.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. You he's like just that? Got ice- a lot of flavors. So when you say he has no, a Napoleon,
0: because you think he's short, so he wants to kill.
1: I don't think he's short. He is short.
0: How short is the baby?
1: I've only been around him in heels.
2: You towered over him.
1: I do. <laughs> 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 well,
0: like always, I did a huge mental dance, and Rachel comes in with wisdom. It's the way that it goes. <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry it, that it, I. I'm sorry that I it's do this. Interesting, huge but dance.
1: he's. Yeah, like I, I just I can't look at the video of him turning around backstage or wherever they are and and tr- swinging at his artist and say that he felt dangerous in that moment or he felt he danger in he, that moment. No, 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 no. Like
0: he felt nah. He he
1: had to be dangerous. But but, but why uh, in that moment? Because you, you can see the SEC logo in the back. Like this ain't, <laughs> Like this is like it's like why you're backstage is behind like in some basketball arena. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is is a sit down this morning with Gail King, on CBS Mornings. Did you watch this, Rachel?
1: I saw the clips. I did. I saw I saw a majority of the interview.
0: All right. Let's run clip number one of Megan Thee Stallion talking about the 2020 incident, in which she was allegedly shot. Well, she was shot, but allegedly, uh, she, Tory Lanez was the trigger
2: man. There was an argument in the car. It- it was an argument because I was ready to go and everybody else wasn't ready to go. Mm-hmm. But that's like normal friend yes. stuff. Like, yeah. we fuss about silly, silly stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But I never put my hands on anybody. I never raised my voice too loud. Like, this was one of them times where it was like, it shouldn't have got this crazy. It shouldn't have escalated to right. the that it did. So I get out the car and it's like everything happens so fast. Yes. And all I hear is this man screaming. He said, dance, bitch. And he starts shooting. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like he shot a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I, I so was is so is he scared. in the car shooting from the car? Megan? He How is, is he- standing up over the window okay. shooting. Mm-hmm. And... I didn't even want to move. I didn't want to move too quick. Like, cause I'm like, oh my God, if I take the wrong step, I don't know if he can shoot something that's like super important. I don't know if he could shoot me and kill me. Like, Were you afraid for your life at that I time? I was really scared cause I had never been shot at before.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, So of course you guys know the story by this time. Uh, I guess the contention is there was, they all went to a party at Kylie Jenner's house. At some point, Meg, uh, Tori, Tori's bodyguard, and Meg's best friend all left this party. An argument ensued. Differing accounts say that a fight ensued out of that argument. At some point, Meg decides to get out of the car and leave. Walk things too hot in the car. Um, And then the incident in question happens then. Uh, Meg the Stallion is shot. We know that. The question is whether or not Tory Lanes is the one that shot Meg the Stallion. Uh, there's been so much going on around this trial, around this not this trial, around this story, around this particular case for two years now. I'm coming up on two years of this. Um, did you have any sort of reaction? after this that made you feel in any way differently on either side of it?
1: And no, because I've been very team Megan from the beginning. I have believed her. Um, I've vocalized my support for her and I've pretty much condemned anything that Tory Lanez has said. So it didn't really change my mind. I didn't know this interview was happening until it was teased. Uh-huh. So I was a little surprised that she was doing this. I mean, this is an ongoing case. They're set for supposedly set for trial in September, so I mean it's it's going to be here pretty quickly. Um, so when she decided to sit down and talk to Gal, I, I I was interested to hear her like have her first television interview about it. Um, clearly she's traumatized. And to see, we've seen her get emotional, but more so emotional on social media from a standpoint of people not wanting to believe her and coming at her in a way. But to hear her remember what happened and talk about the story and have that same emotion almost two years later. This is a woman who really was traumatized by what happened. And... I'm glad that she did it. I'm glad that she sat down. I'm glad that she went into more detail than we than we learned things before. Like, I always assumed he was in the car shooting at her. I never knew that new detail that he was shooting down at her in the window. So uh, it was a little tough to watch, too, just because of this debating back and forth of do people believe her, do they not? And people picking sides to so watch her really break down in that way, I felt was a little tough to see.
0: Huh. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to play the second part, another clip we have, of more of Meg account, Megan's accounts from that night.
2: I don't remember everything they said to me, but I remember them asking me, what's happening, what, what happened to you? And I didn't want them to kill any of us mm-hmm. or shoot any of us. Mm-hmm. So I just the said, place. I stepped on glass. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't Why want, did you say that? Why didn't you say I don't, shot me? I didn't, for some reason, I was just trying to protect all of us because I didn't want them to kill us. Like, even though this person just did just did this to me, mm-hmm. my first reaction still was to try to save us. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to see anybody die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just said, I stepped on glass. So when I see people trying to use that against me, like trying to act like I'm lying, oh, she stepped on glass, she never got shot. I don't no know who said I stepped on glass. I was mine to protect all of us. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I wish I really would have never said that. You wish you would have just told the truth. And and I wish I would have told the truth. But i if it saved all of us from dying, then that's just probably what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Okay. So after the shooting, Meg Thee Stallion says that Tory Lanez apologized and offered her money. Not to say anything. He said, she says that he said, uh, he's, I'm so sorry. Please don't tell nobody. I'll give y'all a million dollars if y'all don't say nothing. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you offering me money right now? Help me. And he said, like, like, and if you're sorry, just help me. She said, just help me. Um. So does it in any way change what you think about Meg's uh, account that she was untruthful at the beginning of it?
1: no she was traumatized in the moment and i think that her immediate reaction was survival and we talked about this like especially as a black woman you're you're it's within you to want to protect and i think that you have to be black to understand that fear of the police coming and there's a gun involved and you know what can happen when police roll up on you when you aren't even armed in a car. But the fact uh-huh. that somebody was shot and you know a gun is involved, they're gonna come in in a completely different way. So I understand that her reaction was, "Let me protect." Just be, you know, like she cared about the people that were involved. That I don't understand why that's so hard for people to get, um, at all. And it's not like she kept that story going for a very long time. She's explained before the, the reason. Why she felt the need to tell the police she stepped on glass?
0: What uh, and I think
1: it says a lot of her that in the moment she still was thinking that way because I would have been like, he shot me.
0: Right. What uh, Snitch? What um, <laughs> Call what it what
1: you want?
0: <laughs> what do uh, what what do you think the reasons are for having an interview like this? To your point, when the. Uh, case itself is still open?
1: Um, you know, it, uh, speculating here, maybe it was because a lot of people had an opinion on the, the rap, the new song that she put out uh-huh. and were confused as to what energy is Megan bringing into this. Maybe because she's tired of the back and forth on social media and fighting the battle there. And it's like, let me just do a sit down so people can actually understand where I'm coming from, what I was feeling, my side of the story, and let me do it in a way that's a controlled atmosphere rather than allowing this to be debated in the court of public opinion on social media. Yeah. I think she took it to another level when she sat down with Gail. Um I don't think I don't think Tori could do that. Well Either Gail would sit down with Tory. No, nah, she probably would. She probably would. She probably she
0: might she, might. she probably would. Uh, but probably- I mean I don't know At this point, from a Meg or Tori sit standpoint, a sit down interview with either one of them, we're at the stick to my story portion of the entertainment, and I think that that's what the both of them are going to do. The both of them are going to stick to their stories. Uh, I believe Meg the Stallion now. I've always believed in Meg the Stallion. Um, Just because I believe Meg the Stallion, that doesn't mean that things happened the way that she said she that they happened. that's how I think that they happened but I'm not above being wrong about that and I'm not above being duped by someone or being believing someone that I shouldn't be believing having said that I just don't see it I'm gonna be real with you I just don't I don't see it I'm watching her I don't I don't like I can't I can't see it Like I I look there are a lot of people out there that are using this to uh, sort of further some agenda that they already have or using this to drive a wedge in between black men and black women and that's fine do whatever it is that you're going to do say whatever it is that you want about me or whomever. I can't see her lying in this situation Uh, I I wonder so many things about what happened and what went on I wonder so many things about what happened and what went on and I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of the things that I'm wondering I don't think we'll ever actually get answers to them Like I don't think we'll ever actually get answers to a lot of the things that a lot of the questions that I have in my mind about what Mm. happened that night uh
1: do you care to share some of those questions um
0: sure uh does Meg leave the car because a gun is produced is a gun produced only after she left the car? Had there been E playing with a gun in the car before that point? Uh what did the gun look like? If she saw a gun before then, whose gun was it? Um the silence of her friend in all of this. There are two other people in the car, and obviously we'll get to trial. I know her and the friend have fallen out. What right. th- what the fuck does the friend think? What the fuck does the friend have? The friend—that's what there. I want to know. The 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 friend is there. If <clears throat> if he shot her, um, the friend would have either not necessarily she didn't have to see it, but she'd have been there to understand what went down. It seems like somebody knows, like, what happened. What was the nature of the relationship between Meg, the Stallion, and Tori Lanes? Because we, like, we thought that it was. Pretty Out pretty clear that they had something going on, but now she said that she never slept with them. So she did, she said she denied that she slept with them.
1: I told you that I did, she would never, it wasn't clear to me until that song, but apparently the song was about party.
0: This so the, the song that we thought was about Megan, Megan The Stallion, was about partisan Fontaine. So, uh, but yeah, she denied, um, she denied that they ever had a sexual relationship. So, I mean, we all thought that that was the reason why this all happened. You know, we all thought that this was this this was the you know, this was the uh, this was the deal. And, you know, the if if the, she already has the text messages of him saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what? To Tory is like, what are you apologizing for? He would
1: for? say for getting out of control.
0: Well, what's what's getting out of control?
1: I don't know. I'm just I just Lord knows I'm not I'm not. Trying to help him out when it comes to that. Um, Something you said that made me think of, I don't know. I lost it. I lost it. All
4: right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's.
1: Thomas's presents
4: Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast.
0: Donnie's home state of Michigan. Something really happened. Something really popping happened in the, the 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 kindergarten. They're getting they're getting lit. Donnie, I love this. That this is going down in Michigan it tells me a lot about you, and maybe why you are some of the ways that you are. Several kindergartners consumed a premixed tequila drink at their Michigan school, which acknowledged the fears and frustrations parents felt after they learned of the incident. Officials said Monday, no student at Grand River Academy in Livonia I was hurt or needed medical attention, school spokeswoman Leah Nixon said. They couldn't drive, though. The incident happened when a youngster took a bottle of Jose Cuervo mixed tequila drink <laughs> to campus Thursday and poured it into small paper cups for fellow kindergartners during snack time. Apparent parent, Dominique Xander said, Xander's five-year-old daughter's daughter was left woozy and dizzy after she had four or five sips of the tequila before she told a teacher. We understand our parents' fears and frustrations. A student did bring one premixed single-serve alcoholic <laughs> beverage that was marketed as an adult crazy. lemonade to school to share it with four classmates, Nixon said Monday in a statement to NBC News. While we keep, try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, that's simply not possible, It's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can be easily mistaken for child friendly drinks. Questions? Did this kid know (laughs) that this was a special drink?
1: No, no, no. Here's my question. Uh He was five. It's kindergarten, right? So we're, we're talking four to six. Yeah. Why was that drink labeled adult lemonade? Who did that? What do you mean? That is why was that drink? Why was it? adult lemonade did the parents write that on there and like i'm confused and they had it in their house labeled adult lemonade
0: hold on let me see it's this is not it was marked as adult lemonade to school (laughs) it was marketed (laughs) it says no 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 it doesn't say it says a pre-mixed single serving alcoholic beverage that was marketed as adult lemonade it wasn't marked it was marketed i got the word wrong jose cuervo or maybe
1: I heard you wrong. Yeah. But So wait, was it in a bottle of Jose Cuervo? Did I'm it looking say it, that. I'm on looking there? it up.
0: I'm looking at the bottle right now. To me,
1: now. there were t- there are too many holes in this. Like this should never have come to pass. So he brought plastic cups. Did, like what kindergartner says, everybody pull out your cups and grabs this bottle and starts pouring completely unsupervised. To me, there bigger issues. Okay, in this so school. this is Jose. How do we make it this so wait, far? Wait. Okay, so wait
0: a second. <laughs> this is this is let so so Rachel can see it. This is Jose Cuervo uh can you see that i can't
1: see it because of your this is
0: hold on let me take it off because of your background this is jose cuervo uh adult lemonade right now this is it can you see that that's the pink lemonade version of it and then there's another one uh and these are pink lemonade margaritas right here
1: okay i mean jose
0: Jose cuervo um and there's more of them. I mean, this is a thing that happens. They got, got a sparkling Paloma. I love a cut water. <laughs> I drink a cut water in a can. You know what I mean? I, I love a cut water. So, I mean, there's Mike's Heart, lemonade. Kids know what lemonade is, but they don't, but they don't, a lot of times I they don't understand. get it that there's alcohol in the lemonade.
1: I understand seeing a pretty bottle, a colorful bottle. You think that that's some punch. And I understand how a kid could take it and put it in his bag and come to school. What I don't understand is how he had time to get everybody to pull out their plastic cups, open the, pull the bottle out of his bag, open it up and continue to pour it up. Nobody saw they were drinking out of it. Okay. So he had to, it's not like he pulled it out and they stopped him. They took sips, several sips. What is wrong with the supervision in this school? That's the bigger problem. How did this child get this far in, in this happening? So sounds like somebody else. Uh, <laughs> the sounds the like teacher, what? Teacher, oh, the shut the teacher, up. <laughs> but, like, but look, you go ahead and pour, pour me a little bit too. Right? How did we get this far?
0: So it's snack, but it's snack time. So that's how,
1: supervised. But
0: how many, is it super supervised though? How much is the teacher looking at what the kids are eating during snack time?
1: He was pouring it for other people. You act like he poured himself and was just drinking it. He was passing the bottle
0: around. Let me ask you a question. Did this little motherfucker know? Did, I, I gotta be Did this I little so, motherfucker know, man? Like, I don't know. He I, said, not, mommy
1: and daddy have fun when they open that bottle. Yeah,
0: did this, did, this <laughs> little... I'm trying to think back to five. I'm so bad with thinking back to ages. Like, I see a kid that's like Five's seven long years long, old. Long. And the kids that's seven years old and they talking and stuff. And I'd be like, god damn, you're seven like you got sentences and stuff like like, geez, I, I, I'm so bad with kid ages. Of
1: course, seven year olds have sentences. What?
0: I don't know. I'm bad. They with, read. I know. I'm I'm bad <laughs> with kid ages. I'm bad with it. I really am bad with kid ages. Like a kid will be like Clearly. three years old, and they'll be they'll be like, "Hey, Uncle Van," and I'll be like, "Oh shit, it's a genius." Like I, wow. like I, I'm bad with kid ages. So at five, <laughs> is it? You got nephews at five. Is it believable that this kid could take this Jose Cuervo stuff and bring it to school and get lit off of it on purpose?
1: I don't think that my five-year-old nephew would know that. He might know that mommy and daddy like to drink that a lot. Ma- he might say mommy and daddy are in a better mood when they drink it. But it's not like it was in a beer bottle. Like I, think, I think a five-year-old could recognize like a beer bottle, particularly if the parents drink it a lot.
0: Do you think that there's a problem with some of these ready-to-serve, ready-to-drink alcohols being marketed and you don't think there is? No. Because I don't think think that
1: that that kid could read that it said lemonade on it.
0: It says, it's unfortunate that these types of adult beverages can easily be (laughs) be mistaken for child-friendly drinks. I will say this, though. I do think that there is some sort of connection here.
1: It was what?
0: So... I think the the de- arrested development of, you know how they're saying, pretty soon 60's gonna be the new 40, right? Remember watching the episode of Sopranos? Are they saying Sopran- that? No. I remember, that's where we're going now. <laughs> I remember watching the episode of Sopranos, and this was back in the day when the Sopranos were still on, and Dr. Melfi told Tony that really 26 is the new 21 because kids are staying in like they're living at home longer and because they're living at home Mm -hmm. longer it's 21 used to be like hey go start a family get out on your own 26 Mm -hmm. is now that age i think that age is probably with the millennials who you know live at home with their parents till they're 40 41 42 43 years old because they got school debt. like i think that age is probably moving even forward and i do think i do think honestly that there's not a marketing to children, but there is a marketing to youth that's happening in alcohol and other things like that. It's like, it used to be that Jose Cuervo tequila or all any of these things. These were all grown up drinks. These were all drinks that you, Hey, I had a long day at the fucking office. I want a mar, I want a margarita, right? I had a long day at the office. I want a fucking gin and tonic or whatever. Now, world moves a little bit different take the gin and and put it in a colorful can and it feels more like a young thing it's all about capturing the youth let's do lemonade and make lemonade something that people can get into so it's definitely younger i don't think it's for kids but i think a lot of this stuff it's it's definitely younger
1: it's been out there though like mike's Hard lemonade sky blue vodka it, it, this was around when we were teenagers. My tar Lemonade not, was
0: around when we were teenagers, was
1: it? Somebody wasn't having a good time.
0: I didn't drink till I got to be I fresh year. T- yeah, really I'll, didn't, I'll, I it. was
1: around. I but it was it was it was absolutely around because I had friends that did. I really didn't drink in high school, but um, my all all those malt liquors, Smirnoff ice.
0: Oh, Smirnoff ice. was were, around when I was in college. That came out when I was they, in college. Though.
1: They were around, but see, I was in high school. Right. That was around during those times. So this didn't start. This isn't new. Okay.
0: So Listen. Mike's Hard Lemonade came out in nineteen ninety nine. And so fourteen. Right. You were fourteen. I was already in college. You know what I mean? And so that's and th- that's kind of when I started getting to that stuff of Mike's Hard Lemonade, a smearing off ice, which I loved. You know what I mean? Uh Arbor Mist, which was a wine <laughs> kind of deal. So okay, these,
1: that is Way light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any alcohol in
0: Arbor Mist. Arbor Mist, baby. Ar- an Arbor Mist I would drink. But um, but yeah, so I think the th- these things are getting younger. And I, th- I think the kids could, could confuse it. I don't know if that that's the problem. Not th- a
1: five-year-old. Um, Listen, the fi- the kid didn't know what he was doing, but he should not have been able to have that much time where he was pouring it up for several kids. Uh,
0: Okay, Ohio State student faces criticism for saying that black people are superior. This is an interesting one, according to OSU student newspaper. This is Ohio State University, uh, the Lantern, (laughs) on March (laughs) (laughs) twenty (laughs) third. On March twenty third, John Fuller, a junior who was a member of the, U- the Ohio State University undergraduate student government assembly at the time of the meeting made comments while proposing resolutions targeting an all critical race theory legislation to the general assembly okay by taking away the teacher of the by taking away the teaching of one race as superior to another that is inherently white supremacy because white people learn from birth that they are superior there's nothing that they need to be taught in school that tells them that. I just wanted to say and make it and make. I just wanted to say that and make this very clear. The only people who are taught that they are superior to another way race are white people. White people, Fuller said, and I would absolutely love to live in a world where black people are taught taught that they are superior. He added that he <laughs> full heartedly believes that black people are superior. OSU's undergraduate student president, Jacob Chang, told the student newspaper, The The Lantern, (laughs) that Fuller's comments were diverging from our values. Members of the student government who were uncomfortable with Fuller's comments reported the comments to the Office of Institutional Equity. Although Fuller's resolution against anti-critical race theory legislation passed, Chang said that Fuller's theories Or another form of supremacy, adding that Fuller's comments were inherently racist. That's the whole rundown. Rachel, do you have a problem with this young man thinking and saying that he feels that black people are superior?
1: Is Fuller black?
0: Uh, I would imagine that
1: he's black. I can't I was just looking at it because I'm like, it doesn't say, but... I was just curious that do I have a problem with him saying that black people are superior? Is that, is that your question Is
0: that racist to you is that what is that is that wrong to you to say that?
1: No, it's not wrong to me because that's not <laughs> it's not it's not what he said. He didn't say black people are superior. He's basically explaining how white people have inherently been. Okay.
0: He added that he full believes that black people are superior. So don't run Wait, from where the grind. it say that? It says it right no, there. No, no, Wait, no, no. Don't, don't, okay. don't run from the grind. He added that he full believes that black people are superior. Don't run from the grind, okay. Rachel.
1: The quote that I was looking at was, I would absolutely <laughs> love to live in a world where black people are taught they are superior. He added that, I see it. He full-heartedly
0: believes that black people are are superior. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, you obviously can't say that you believe your race is more superior than someone else's. I'm not going to say go that far. But I think that he's like, you know what? Can we even it out a bit? I guess I understand where old John Fuller is coming from. He's just asking for an even playing field. You guys have been taught this your entire life. This is what we were born into. You've been taught you were superior or it's inherently been, you know, it's within you or it's been taught to you. So why don't we just even the playing field a bit? That's what I feel John Fuller is simply trying to say. I don't really think he wants to wear, you know, go out here and and preach that black people are superior. I just think that he's like, wouldn't it be great if for a while we said that and then maybe we can pass (laughs) the buck and somebody else can be the superior (laughs) Obviously, it's wrong, but I think he's really funny.
0: Oh, he's very funny. Um, <laughs> so we look him when, up. when people say the black man is God, the black people, black black people are God. Yes. we are the original man. You disagree with that? You think that Trudy, Donnie, Joseph, Trudy, Donnie? You guys think that? Because this is what I think. This is what I think. Being that um, being that I believe in a higher power, I don't think that higher power made a superior group of people. I don't, I don't think that, that I don't think that that's the way things are supposed to be, but I do think that black people are the original people. And I think that there are things about black people that are inherently special. Now, sure. I think that because I am one of them, I think that there are things about black people that are inherently special. I think the symbiosis that black people that Africans learn to live in, in as far as their, uh, their surroundings with. I think um uh the way that this is before look, forget about our African ancestors. Don't forget about them ever. But if we're talking about right now, that's that's him right there. That's <laughs> Jonathan Fuller. Oh what like John Fuller. Committed. Fre- committed. <laughs> He's committed to the idea. Um I think about even in America like here in America, black Americans, how difficult it's been to suppress, blot out, and silence the spirit, the will, and the uh, the instincts of black Americans here. The fact that we've survived and to a degree, uh, to some degree, been able to thrive in a country that has tried to kill us. From the beginning of time that we have been here is a testament to who we are um I would be lying if I said I had any problem with him saying that, and I know that that seems like to people that that's a gigantic, gigantic, gigantic uh piece of hypocrisy on my point on my part, and it is because he has to believe that. He has to, be, he, he has to believe that he has to think that in order to climb some of the rungs in society that are going to be put in front of him. Like he's actually been told that he's been told as a young black man that in order to, uh, that it's about him as an individual, that's about him as a person. And it's about, it's about like, it's not about the situation that he's born into, it's not about the situation that he that he that he is in when he's comes upon this 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 earth right that he has less resources that he has that he's born in a food desert that it's up to him to be superior and overcome all of that it's up to him to be better than anything that's been put in front of him he's been told that he's been told that that's what you have to do that a um, uh, uh, american being an american is about rising above that well if we all have to rise above that if it's if we're being told that our all that our that our job is to be is to rise above situations placed by systems that are there purposely that we had damn well better been better than everybody else. They're asking us to me to be in a lot of ways. They're asking us to be better than everyone else. They don't even just don't understand it like we're being asked by America to be better than everybody because not everybody is born into this and right. and not everybody has to overcome this, but we're being asked to be better than everyone. So the fact that he feels that way, not that it's true or false, I don't have a problem with him feeling that way because he probably feels like in order for him to be in that room that he was in when he was talking to those people, that he's had to be better than them, that he's had to be smarter than them, that he's had to be more direct than them and that he's had to overcome more than them. So at that point, why wouldn't you feel that way and if we want to if we want everybody to feel equal then maybe things should be equal having said that i think god makes us all in the image of itself and that we are all born equal
1: you know when you explain it that way it's a to- it has a totally different meaning than for him to be proposing an anti-critical race Uh, What was it titled? Anti-critical race theory legislation. And then to couple that with saying he believes that black people are superior, because what that does is then plays in. Sadly, I agree with what you're saying, but it plays into this fear that white people have that that's exactly what we're trying to do. Right. The people who want to get rid of critical race theory believe that it teaches you to hate white people because they all, and they also feel fear of losing their power. And they fear that what we're trying to do is quote, who was it? Terry, Terry Cruz that talked about TC black supremacy. Yeah, so I think that me. it's all about context in the way that you phrase things. You're absolutely right. How often do you hear black people say you got to work twice as hard for half as much. We have to be great in everything that we do that we do just to even make a splash to even make any kind of noise. And so and that's that's been the story our whole life, our existence. So I I there's no doubt in my mind I, that I feel superior in what I do. But I think in the way that he said it, that's when things get dangerous and sadly you can't just say it in that way even though we fully feel John Fuller fuller you can't you can't say it in that context. And because it, it hits com- in a completely different way.
4: Yeah,
0: I feel what you're saying. You wanna, you know, you wanna kind of do your thing there. But I you know, I, I get it. All right, advanced very serious question of the week. Let's go. You ready for it? And looking forward this Thursday to the animal games, animal games, animal games. The first official playing of animal games is this Thursday, guys. We're gonna play animal games. It is Rachel versus Trudy versus Van. Donnie Beecham is the host of Animal Games here at Higher Learning. I know I, I'm not going to say we. I couldn't be more excited for Animal Games. I'm not sure I about you were doing
1: the very. I thought you were doing the serious question.
0: I'm teasing Animal Games before I get to the serious question. Okay. How, tell
1: them again how they're going to aren't you having them submit their questions submit. so you can't do it in the reddit because otherwise we'll see it you can't do it on social because Trudy will see it so how is this going to happen
0: so everybody has to DM Um, how are we going to do this everybody should DM Donnie Donnie are you on Instagram or Twitter
3: I'm more on Twitter than Instagram
0: okay so everyone DM Donnie questions on Twitter Donnie what's your Twitter
3: my Twitter is at Don Beach Jr. D-O-N-B-E-A-C-H J R.
0: Hit Donnie up with questions. I think we should have probably like 10 or 15 questions or something. I don't know. Donnie, you
1: great. What a five, three, three. second
0: three. Three. Okay, fine. Three questions. Well, we have to have enough. Donnie, you put together animal games, but like <laughs> d- d- shout out to hit Donnie with what we do at the beginning of the next show or should we do it at the end of the show we'll talk about it but i'm so excited about end of the show animal games okay um now we talked about dj envy and his wife and uh this van's very serious question of the week and the fact that she said she didn't have an orgasm for 10 years she faked orgasms for 10 years okay she faked them as a woman during sex what's a good orgasm percentage what percentage of the time, Trudy, you can answer this as well. Let's say you have sex with a guy a hundred times. You're in a relationship with him. What percentage of the time do you want to be having an orgasm for him to be a good lover?
1: Wait, wait, that's, that's a loaded question, right? Well, cause, Well, because here's my thing. What percentage of the time... Yeah. Do you want to have an orgasm? What
0: percentage of the time should you Or what you,
1: percentage should you to to make it to categorize him as a good lover? That's Is that what okay. you want to say. That's what I mean. Okay, okay. Well, I'll say
0: I'll ask again. What percentage of the time should you be having an orgasm for him to be categorized as a good lover? Let's say out of 100. What percentage of the time should you be having an orgasm for a guy to be categorized as a good lover?
1: Okay. I have another question. How am I getting the orgasm? It
0: doesn't fucking matter. Like you're you're you're, then a hundred, a hundred percent of the time. Because you
1: should, because you could, you should make it happen one way or another. (laughs) Ding ding ding! ding. That's the right answer. That's why I ask. That's why I ask you because there's really no excuse. It should it it could happen either way or the other. So and one is a lot easier than the other one. So there's right. really no excuse.
0: Right. So, 100, so 100% of the time, if you're in a relationship, you a woman should be having an orgasm.
1: Let me be real. There's always room for air.
0: 95. 95% of the time. 95% of the time. Trudy, you go with 95%?
1: i'm with the 100 100 like, i stand on 100 there's room Actually, for air now, you could be drunk you could be drunk you could be 99.9 I mean, like,
2: whoa whoa! Like by the, the way
0: just to let you guys know drunk all of that stuff doesn't count we're talking about intentional sexual sessions
1: 100
0: 100 100 percent of the I'm time i'm still
1: gonna go in 95
0: 95 percent of the time so so i nine- can
1: give you some grace
0: <laughs> <laughs> 95% of the time or, or else he's not a good lover.
1: He's got he's got there's room for improvement.
0: Room for improvement. There's okay. there's
1: I, I don't want to say you're not a good lover because
0: what this, is the this, unacceptable yeah. percentage? Is this big ba- hold on. Is this basically like letter grades a b c d f? Is this like a thing like if you're in the 80s that's like a B on the 10 point scale. I think
1: that's a I, b- think, I think that's, that's a better it. scale. Yeah. I think that's a better better scale. So
0: Yeah. All right, so 95% of the time, 95% of the time, an A. That's that's an A. You have to be it's but if a. you consider 95% of the time, Trudy you say 100% of the time. Every time Trudy Joseph goes there, she wants to get around the bend.
1: It's a yeah. lot of pressure to be Trudy's man. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You got to be damn near perfect. So let me ask you
0: yeah Trudy, I hope you heard that.
1: Okay, <laughs>
0: Trudy. Uh, 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 Trudy, I hope you heard that for what that was. That was criticism what, coming that? your you be- way from Rachel Lindsay. I hope you heard that, Trudy, because <laughs> it, like that—that that was that was Rachel Lindsay. That was a small. She just broke with you for a little bit, Trudy. She, she, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> McCarthy. I'm gonna
2: res- respect my girl's opinion, but. I still think can't 100%. Like, but, and I, I don't think that it makes somebody not a good lover if they don't get to 100%. But I
1: do think that it's just like a little indicative of like you might be a little selfish, like sex is indicative. all about you, which I think guys. That's don't true. Think, which is not. True. Right. right.
0: Right.
3: It's
1: a good point, Trudy. You want me back?
3: Boom. See how that works.
0: Uh, Donnie, what are your thoughts? What percentage do you think?
3: I was Rachel. thinking high nineties. I was with Rachel. <laughs> but you, but I do. Have, you said intentional sexual sessions, so yeah. that actually makes me lean towards the Trudie's one hundred percent.
2: Okay, you better come on, Donnie.
1: It is true. Intentional does play a big part because that means that you're actually trying.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If you, you know, if you, if you, if you're drunk in the stock room, you know, of you guys are in the stock room. Or something like you know, whatever You're what? to, you know, the stock room. People have sex in stock rooms. The thing. But
1: like, I guess like if a quickie doesn't make you a like, sometimes it's like let's do a quickie. It Doesn't make you a bad lover. It's a quickie. Yeah, right. You're yeah. intentionally. That's why I'm I'm giving room in right. here for this. There you go.
0: Okay. So uh, I'll be on the Breakfast Club this week. I'll talk to DJ Envy about that. All right, you guys. Keep your think caps on. Excuse me. Take your think caps off, but do not stop learning. Here's the thing: Animal Games coming up Thursday. Biggest, biggest moment in higher level history.
1: Y'all, if y'all don't submit questions, <laughs> this is just, you don't have no idea how upset Van is going to be. Remember the top of this podcast we talked we talked about being whimsical. Whimsical, wonderful. Look at the pure joy on his face. Animal Games. You guys, don't let him down. Got Shoot it. some questions. We only need three.
0: Oh, by the way, real quick, I saw the person, Donnie pointed out the person that wrote the uh, the thing about the mountain lion versus the cow. Okay? I saw that. Mountain lion versus... Oh, I have two things to tell people.
1: What? The Mount, what is- I have
0: two things to tell people before we go. Okay, Someone put that cows kill more people than mountain lion. Duh, nigga. People around a lot of cows. It happens all the time. I I love loved the post because it made me think. But I've been around many cows my entire life. The question is, if I was around that many mountain lions, what would happen to me? I loved it. <laughs> Two, second thing, there was a post on the Reddit that was talking about what percentage, like a oh, white man's nigga, who the biggest white man's nigga of all time was. <laughs> it was Karen Thomas, the biggest white man's nigga. Okay. Someone said that any black person that sold black people into slavery, their own people into slavery, black people into slavery is a white man's nigga. Black people never sold black people into slavery. That's a myth. I'll tell you what the myth is. Africans definitely sold Africans into slavery. But at the time that Africans sold other Africans into slavery, there was no black power movement. There was no uh, black diaspora no pan-Africanist movement. Black didn't exist. So calling the slave trade that originated in Africa, black people are serving, like like selling black people into slavery is tantamount to calling uh, Rome versus Germany in a war white-on-white violence. It's Rome versus Germany. So we have to be intentional with how like when we use the word black, black is an identity that really has arisen out of those times and out of a need to be unified with people both on the continent, in the West Indies and, and uh, in the continent, in the uh, uh, Caribbean, should I say, excuse me, the West Indies and in the, the all of that stuff. Like that's what black is. So there was no there was nothing to stop you from selling slaves to someone else at that point it indicated no self-hatred none of that stuff it was the economy and a world at war and how things went had no idea the type of slavery that child slavery was going to be and i don't know what they would have done had they known but the black people selling black people into slavery is a talking point invented by hyper-conservatives to make them feel better about the fact that their ancestors were slavers and to make you feel worse about the fact that your ancestors were slaves okay um tell your thing caps off but do not stop learning I'm Van Lathan Jr. Animal Games <laughs>
1: Rachel and Lindsay, you are so
3: serious. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. (laughs) I can't wait. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape town, it was amazing.